Hello everybody, this is Ethan, welcome back to another episode of Cheer Chat, this is episode number 82. Uh, today I'll be giving me match review on West Bromwich Albion, or West Brom 1, Manchester United 1. Um, ah, I mean, where to start really? You know, I'm, I'm not one to slate players, <laughs> you know, not normally. Um... But I, I think I think at this point now, after watching that match, because I am not normally uh, after I've watched a match, you know, I might you know record the episode the day after, so I might you know kind of like go over the highlights, you know, just to just in case if I've got any important moment of the match, something like that. But I'm recording this on the day, uh, on the evening that the match was on. So, you know, it's fresh, well, I'll say fresh in my head, but I didn't really want to watch uh, the highlights because it's just the same day that I watched it and I kind of want to give my raw review, I guess my raw reaction. Um, but yeah, as I said, I'm not one to normally slate players, but realistically, as I said, after watching that game today, I no longer want to see Harry Maguire and Victor Lindelof starting together. I'm sorry, but... Yeah, it's they're just not good enough together. Uh you know, I, I've I've said many times, well, not many times, but I've said it a few times previously. Uh, when I do match reviews, because that just seems to what Chitter Chatter has evolved into now, just me rambling on and raging and praising and whatever about Manchester United whenever they perform good or bad or whatever. Obviously, I have the unique facts and weird law side series, but this is my main series, Chitter Chatter, and it just seems to turn into Manchester United <laughs> reaction. Uh, but anyway, yeah, as I've said a few times previously when I've done these episodes, is that... Maguire and Lindelof together don't work, and a lot of United fans agree. A lot of them do. But individually, and this is what I've said, individually, I don't think they're that bad defenders. Like, if you see Maguire and Eric Bailly together, that partnership just works. It works perfectly, harmoniously. It's it's so good, right? Very, very good. However, you see, Victor Lindelof and Maguire, slow, you know, just no urgency. They're not brave enough, in my opinion, with, like, going in for the tackles and stuff like that. We saw that on a few occasions today when we're watching the match. Uh, and that's not to say, oh, you know, whenever Victor Lindelof starts, Maguire just turns to absolute, uh, absolute rubbish. Because he, cause he doesn't. I think it's that Eric Bayer. Uh, yeah, I'm praising Eric Bayer. I, th- I think he's our best defender. Uh, well, definitely our best centre-back anyway. Uh, I think Eric Baye just adds the kind of no-nonsense defensive spirit that we need in that defensive partnership with Lindelof and Maguire. Because, you know, I've, I've said Maguire without Lindelof is fine. You know, Maguire, you know, with Eric Baye, great, you know. Um... Because Maguire, you know, he, he finds that aerial threat and it's something that we saw uh, at the end of the match. Uh, and I'll talk about that later, of course, uh, in the episode. But, you know, Maguire, you know, he, he provides, as I said, that aerial threat. He's, yeah, he's, he's, he's a tall, he's a tall lad, you know, he can he can definitely stick 
a few blocks in, a few tackles in. Uh, obviously score some goals with his with his head. Uh, clear some goal chances with his head. You know, he's, he's notorious for that. I guess. I mean, he has the nickname Slabhead, doesn't he? Because you know, um, for 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 the reasons. And uh, Eric Bailly, then you have blocks left, right, and centre, going in for tackles, being brave, ruthless. You know. The thing is with Eric Bayer, he's very injury prone, and I, I said this. I said this last uh, my, my actual last episode of Chit Chat last week, um, and I said I'm agreeing with a lot of United fans when we say we need a centre back. We need a centre back because Maguire and Lindelof together just aren't good enough. They aren't good enough, and th- this this kind of th- this match. Made me like see it completely. Like I've I've come to the to my own decision, my own opinion now. That yeah, I agree with a lot of United fans. Lindelof and Maguire together just aren't what. Now don't get me wrong. I I had thought of that the previous few matches. I've I've uh, mentioned it on my podcast quite a few times. But now it's just set in stone. Basically, it's set in stone, and it's I I firmly believe it now. I firmly believe it. Um. So, yeah, Maguire and Lindelof together, not good enough. Um, Axel Twanzebe, uh, I, th- I think he can be a solid defender for us. I think maybe he needs more, maybe like Carabao Cup, FA Cup uh, games, you know, games kind of like uh, that aren't, well, basically, you know, aren't important. Uh, well, not, not important, but, you know, aren't like, Flipping Manchester derbies or United versus Liverpool, or you know, maybe coming on like a, as a sub. Yes, he had that mistake against Sheffield United. Yeah, he did, and um, he tried to block it, deflected off, and it was on. Uh, it was an own goal, right? He made a mistake. Defenders do, you know, they do. Like he, he had such an amazing performance for, uh, for Paris and uh, against Paris Saint Germain. If you if you remember that, uh, I think it, I think it was actually in Paris. It was just great, um, and you know he's had a few solid performances here and there. Just because of one mistake, that doesn't that doesn't you know make him bad. But I think you know he's, he's I'm pretty sure he's young he's he's young enough anyway definitely, uh, and I think he definitely needs more time. Him coming on as a sub if we're like two three goals ahead, uh, basically needs more game time. Kind of like Donny Van Der Beek. You know, he definitely needs a longer running games, more game time. And I think that's what we need for Axel Tanzabi. He needs more game time to really get into it and to build up his, uh, you know, uh, more chances to fight for his starting place. I guess that's what I'm trying to say. Um, But to do that, he needs to be chucked in in more games. Because I, I truly believe... He's a decent defender and he can move up to be a quality centre-back for us. I really do believe that. And then Eric Bailly, as I said, he's, he's just too injury-prone. I love Eric Bailly. He's one of my favourite players. He really is. And he's he's an amazing defender. And every time he gets injured, it actually saddens me. It really upsets me when he, when he gets injured because I think he's just such a great player. And he has been for us... Um, but I guess being injured and being a football player, you know, it doesn't really go along well, you know. It, um, but he was on the bench today. 
if he's not completely match fit, right? Yeah, maybe he maybe he could be on the bench, and maybe that's why he was because saying he was match fit and didn't even start him, so that means he's not completely match fit. So why, you know what I mean? It just confuses me. This is what I don't like about Oligon and Solskjaer. Oligon and Solskjaer, I, I, I love as a United manager. I, uh, you know, I, I love him, right? But the thing, the only thing that I really don't like about Oligon and Solskjaer is his substitutions. He always brings him on too late. And don't get me wrong, sometimes he does make the right call. He makes the right substitution, like bringing Greenwood on for Martial. I think that was a quality substitution. Uh, and that was around, what, the 70th minute? And then he brought Donny van der Beek on for Fred, which I think, again, was the right substitution because I don't think Fred had the best game today. Um, you know, I, that was made way too late. So, um, that's the centre-backs out of the way anyway. That, this, this is why. I, I went all of these reasons last week anyway. Do you know, it's, it's why we need a centre-back. And why centre back should be our priority for the summer transfer window. Um, but anyway, to the match itself, to the match itself, West Brom basically struck what the second minute, and they scored, and there was a match, massive, basically kind of controversy between was Lindelof fouled. And I honestly don't know, right? Because basically what the West Brom player did, I can't exactly remember the name of the guy who scored. Um, I'll check it in a sec. But basically he goes for the ball and he has his kind of like hands all over uh, all over Lindelof, you know, his hand kind of like over his face and stuff like that. Some people were screaming for a foul. I was kind of like, well, yeah, I mean, his hand is covering his face and his hand's all around him. So, yeah, maybe it is a foul. But then, again, I kind of look at it and, like, no, it's not really a foul because you know, he's not pulling his shirt. He's just basically trying to get in uh, in behind him to head the ball, which any other player would do. Any other player who has a goal-scoring chance is going to try and get past the defender. But he hasn't pulled his shirt. He hasn't done, like, a sneaky, like, kick or anything. You know. So, yeah, I mean, I'm kind of in two minds about it. I really don't know. Um... But what I do what I do think is that Lindelof, no matter what, should have done better though. He shouldn't have just let him walk all over him, because that's exactly what happened. Um You know So West Brom scores anyway. Uh and I wasn't too happy with McTominay and Fred starting together. I never am, because I'd rather like Matic Pogba. Now, don't get me wrong. I don't mind McTominay, like, especially McTominay with his goal-scoring run that he's on. Um, I don't mind him and Fred, but I just think maybe sometimes switch it up a bit. Oli seems to love McTominay and Fred together. Don't get me wrong. They can be a good partnership, but come on. You have Paul Pogba, World Cup winner, world-class player. And Nemanja Matic, a defense, very good defensive midfielder. Do you know? 
I don't know. I think I think rotation. Ollie should bring in a bit of that. You know, I, I really think he should just give that Pogba and Matic maybe a chance. Pogba McTominay, I think, would be like fantastic in that midfield together. Um, but anyway, so West Brom score at like what the second minute. Um, and then United didn't really have any rhythm for the rest of the first half. It was uh, Diagne, yeah, second minute who scored for West Brom. I knew it was something like that, but I couldn't exactly pronounce his name. Probably not even pronounce his name right anyway, but anyway. <laughs> and then the 44th minute just before half time, Bruno Fernandes, as he always does, scores. Um, he just. A fantastic goal, fantastic goal, like, you know, balls uh, brought into the box, but I think it was Luke Shaw who's having, like, uh, an amazing run of assists, uh, you know, United's full-backs, Luke Shaw and Anna Saka performing very, very well, uh, both attacking and defensive-wise. Uh, Luke Shaw just pings one in, as he usually does, you know, makes it look like nothing, and then Bruno, he just turns around, leg in the air, smashes it, um... Into top left corner and just a beautiful goal. You know, goalkeeper's no chance. Um, you know, just fantastic goal from Bruno Fernandes. I think then United came out of the second half. I, I think we kind of improved in the second half, definitely from the first half anyway. But then nothing really happened. West Brom had an amazing chance. Uh, actually, I think, like, they got through and goal solo. Like, I think, was it maybe... Well... There was one time where I crossed it into the box and then it was just fired over the bar. And then I think, I think, was it um, was it the same player who scored for West Brom? I'm not too sure on that. Uh, but he was basically kind of like solo with, um, with, uh, with, oh Lord, with Deja. Um, yeah, it was with Diagne. And he basically, like, kind of like, He's behind Maguire. Maguire doesn't clear it at all. He's like, what am I supposed to do with this ball? He basically removes Maguire from the situation, gets past Maguire. He's like a few feet from the goal. De Gea's there. De Gea gets down, closes his legs, blocks it. Fantastic. And then it's kind of up in the earth like a second. And then De Gea dives back, gets his hand and just claws it away. Fantastic save. One of the best saves I've seen in a while. Um, double save. One of the best double saves I've seen. Um, I think it's just the range. You know, it's just a fantastic range. It was very close range. And if I was a West Brom fan, and it ended in a draw, and if I was a West Brom fan, I'd, I'd be raging because because I'd be thinking back to that moment. Why couldn't he have just put the ball? somewhere else, anywhere else, like, why couldn't he aim anywhere else, but yeah, just magnificent uh, from D.A.R. Uh, then Greenwood, I want to say, had a chance, he was kind of like, at the box, he had a great shot, a uh, solid save from the, uh, from uh, Johnston, I think, Johnstone, uh, yeah, Johnston, uh, I know, it's Frank, I know it's John Stone, but I know John Stone anyway. Uh, and he pulled off a magnificent save. And then United's best chance of the game, that wasn't a goal. Maguire's header right at the very death. Um, nice cross. Maguire just got his head onto it. 
it was goal bound. I think Johnstone uh got just just got his fingertips to it and tipped it to the post. Uh, just fantastic, really. Uh, from the goalkeeper, it was good for Maguire as well to get his head to it in general. You know, in the first place. Uh, but yeah. That's it then. Yeah, just 1-1. One, one. Um, City, uh, obviously, having a game in hand. I think they could get 10 points in front of us. So I think it's maybe no question now of who's going to win it. I think it probably will be City, unfortunately. But then again, you know, City and Liverpool have been dominating the leagues for the past few seasons, I guess. Um, which has been hard. It's been hard as United fan. It has. Obviously. Um, but I would rather, obviously, City win the league over Liverpool. Obviously, I'd, I'd want United to win the league. But if it came between City and Liverpool, I think every United fan would say, I'd rather City win the league over Liverpool any day. Any day. Because, realistically, no matter how many league titles City wins, no one's going to respect them. Even, uh, that's one of the main things Liverpool and United, Liverpool fans and United fans can agree on, right? We just don't respect Manchester City. We don't, because, right, I, I, you know, because, yeah, because it's just, you know, it has this stigma around it that it's just like, just loads of money being pumped into it, and that's what's made them success, while Manchester United and Liverpool have been doing it for decades. For decades, battling it out against each other. With just, you know, not not say Man, Man City doesn't have any top quality players, but, you know, United and Liverpool did it the, the, the good old-fashioned way. You know, no no massive money incentives being pumped into the club, just pure quality football. And that's what I can respect about Liverpool. I will, you know, I, you know and I think that's what Liverpool fans can, can respect Man United for. We may absolutely despise each other, but to be honest... You know, one thing we can agree on is that we all hate Manchester City. <laughs> so, yeah. And, yeah, I mean, I don't exactly have a lot to say in the match because besides them goals, there wasn't a lot. There wasn't, you know, there wasn't, you know, we can go over the ratings powered by a foot mob, you know. You have John Stone with a 6.6 Peltier. With a six point two, Ajay with a six point seven, Bartley with a six point six, Townsend with a six point seven, Yuk Usulu with a six point nine, Pereira with a six point zero, Gallagher with seven point zero, Ainsley Maitland Niles, who I didn't actually know played for West Brom by the way. I think it's on low from Arsenal with a five point nine, Snodgrass with a seven point zero, and Diagne with a seven point six, and West Brom comes in an average at six point six. With the substitutions, Furlong uh, getting 6.7, Livermore getting 6.1, and Phillips N.A. Because he came on at the 87th minute. And then Man Schneider with the average uh, rating of 6.8, with Greenwood and Van der Beek uh, with being the substitutions, getting a 6.9 and 6.1 respectively. David Hay with 6.3, Aaron Saka with 7.3, uh, Lindelof with 6.4. Four, Maguire with 6.8, Shaw with 7.6, Fred with 7.2, Scott McTominay with 7.3, Rashford with 7.1, Bruno Fernandes with 7.8, Martial 6.2, Cavani with 6.1. And yeah, I think, I think I'm just going to leave it there. As, as I said, I think I may have rambled on a bit more than the match, but 
that's what I tend to do when I'm talking about United in general anyway. Uh, so yeah, thank you very much for listening. I hope you have a great evening, great afternoon, great morning, great day, great night, wherever you are in the world listening to this episode of Chit Chat. Uh, once again, thank you very much for listening. Keep safe and goodbye.